0: I'm always putting constant stress on my body, which is why I decided to try mud water and it has been a game changer in regard to mental focus. The blend of adaptogenic mushrooms, cordyceps, and lion's mane all support focus, physical performance, and are great for the immune system. Now these aren't the hallucinogenic type of mushrooms, but I do like that mud water gives back to the Berkeley Center for the Science of Using Psychedelics to help treat individuals with mental health disorders go to mudwater.com that's m-u-d-w-t-r use code cam for 15 percent off your first order summer's coming are you ready to unveil your beach bod manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene products don't be the guy at the beach with the austin powers chest hair and if you grew some winter man tits the least you can do is make sure they're hairless It's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off, plus free shipping with the code hammering. Every step I take, I move my truth. Every time they tell me stop, I use Every comment, hate that makes my feel. Gather up my energy and boom. I hear them talking, saying the way that I move is so reckless. That is a part of my mind I've been blessed with. Giving my blood so I am relentless. All right. Welcome to the Keep Hammering Collective. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, mate. It's good to be here. I've, uh, we've had a very good day, haven't we? Oh, it's been an epic day. Um, it's, uh, you know, long way from Australia, huh? You ever think you'd be to Oregon and do a lift-run shoot with me? Uh,
1: I, thought, I'd, I thought I'd probably be over here, but I didn't know about a lift-run shoot. But, yeah, it's good to tick it off in one day. Yeah. We, I think we, we literally started at, at a, as of
0: 12.01 this morning and got into it. Yeah, and it's – what time is it now? So it's – we'll be done here probably about 6, so that's 18 straight hours yeah. of grinding. Hammering. And we started off with a nice 37-mile run. Yeah, just a nice, easy – few we got a few road miles and then into the hills, into the mountains. Did a little warm-up, got a 20-something miles – on the flat kind of, and then started grinding up the hill.
1: Yeah, you are. Uh, you burnt me up the hills. I'm not, not too accustomed to the hills yet, but <laughs> I'm in, uh, in relaxed mode. Not relaxed mode, but uh, recovery mode still. So yeah, that's my uh, that's my excuse.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it's a great excuse, and I'll, I want to touch on that. So you're in recovery mode from running across Australia.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, about six months post, but yeah, running across Australia will cook you um, when you run 100K a day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm still still dealing with some adrenal uh, fatigue um, you know kind of physical injuries from belly button down uh, pretty well had tendonitis and bursitis in everything from my hips down and yeah still trying to um, navigate that the best way I can with you know doing the things I want to do um, that you know probably isn't the normal day-to-day for everyone
0: but it's um yeah trying to navigate that <laughs> who wants to be like anyone else right I That's mean right. we're trying to be one-on-one and, exactly, And I, I will say, I've just been so impressed with your journey as a young man, 24 years old now, when you ran across Australia, you're 23, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, I started following you. I didn't know. How about, did you come across the, the run? Uh, I don't know. I mean, but even before that, I didn't know you had done 50 marathons in 50 days. Yeah. Yep. And that's kind of what kind of Puts you on the map a little bit as far as endurance, right? Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. I um, yeah, I was working uh, seven to three as an electrician, not a I don't know if sparky's a American <laughs> term. Um, yeah, and I would I would go to work for my eight nine hours, and then uh, pack up the tools, head home, um, head out the door about four o'clock in the afternoon, go and run twenty six point two miles 42 k, and yeah, go home. Finish it would I would finish anywhere from nine p.m uh to 11 p.m. get get in bed go again wake up go to work do it all again 50 days so that was um i think that kind of instilled a bit of belief that i could run a whole lot more in a day if i was you know working for 9 hours i could definitely run for those 9 hours and right. then, you know why not run 100k
0: a day what what um inspired the 50 marathons in 50 days yeah i think
1: it kind of came from
0: there's a few things but
1: uh, i think originally it was the desire to push myself and i think that came from initially a weight loss journey you know you know not i wasn't you know morbidly obese i was just my body was symbolic where my life was heading and i just went i gotta do something about this this is like i know how to train i know how to eat well why are Mm -hmm. you not doing it why why are you living just another life like why are you not taking the opportunity that you have and yeah i just kind of went with it and i just started banging out miles and realized I could do, a, do it quite well. Um, and yeah, just did this gradual, every second run I would do, I would run an extra two kilometers on top of each and then it ended up in about a space of four months running from 3K to a 100K run. And then I went, fuck, I'm, I'm pretty naive, I'm pretty stubborn as well. So I stuck it out and yeah, that kind of led to me wanting to do the 50 marathon.
0: Well... So you got the 50 marathons, in 50 days, but you said what, where did that idea come from? Yeah. I mean, so just I, came I, out of
1: thin air. No, no, no. I definitely heard, I heard, um, Dean Karnazes, he's American. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I heard that he had done it in 50 States of America in 50 days. Uh-huh. And then the iron cowboy did the iron man in each stage. Right. And I heard of that and I was like, why, why can't I do that? That was kind of my mindset is like, if not like, Oh, I couldn't do that because I'm not them. It was more, why can't I do that? They're just another person. And right. Where have they come from that makes them special? And that was kind of this realisation that, no, they're just people who've gone, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and so I went, why can't I do that? And said, fuck it, I'm doing it. The day after I ran my first 100K, I was lying in bed, 8 a.m. in the morning, I left 11 o'clock at night, uh, similar to the run we just did, <laughs> um, and got home and I was just, I was in pain but I was in just this, like, this pride this um overwhelming emotion that came over me when i was lying in bed couldn't sleep just like i was so hungry to do something something and then i had heard of this back in the like you know like a few weeks back and i was like "Fuck, i could do that and then i was like but i'm gonna work Fuck it i'm gonna work who's done that yeah and um you know being an electrician it's not like the easiest job you can't just sit on your ass all day and recover it's like yeah you gotta Mm -hmm. work chase concrete walls and pull cable and and i was like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna find a fucking way and then yeah that's kind of how it came about and i i launched i said i'm gonna do that august 1st and then september the 1st i started it gotcha
0: yeah well i mean i think something goes or it needs to be said that i've always too had that attitude that if a man has done it before i feel like i could do it yeah now if a man has never done it then it's up for debate I mean maybe a man can't do it yeah but that's always been the, the kind of the d- distinctive line of hasn't been done okay we'll see why can't and, I yeah and I like that and then so then you did Australia and that had been done before too
1: yeah it had and so I'd heard basically I heard that it was 67 days the record and I went to my mate Tom who I talked to about this morning yeah. um and he is a bit sick in the head and he goes, what is the, like, what is the actual record? Have we looked that up? Yeah. Um, and I was like, cause I, I had heard someone like Pete Kostelnik, he um, has run across America 107 kilometers a day, 114 even, hmm. which is a lot of fucking colors. Yeah. And yeah, not easy. And I was like, well, if he can do that across America, why can't someone do that across Australia? So I looked up and I heard this record of 43 days. Um, Still yet to be
0: confirmed. Is that, is that like that? You know how they have that FKT site. Is that what that is? It's, it,
1: yeah, it's supposedly, but it's not actually on there. It's just like a. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Okay. Uh, but this is what I heard: 43 days. And I was like, right, what's the? I did the maths, and it basically, west to east is 4,000 kilometres. If I can do it, 100 a day, 40 days, give myself three days leeway, and yeah, it was kind of just like we're sitting in the pub having a um, chicken schnitzel for lunch, <laughs> and he goes why don't you do that? Why don't you go all out? And I was just like pondered it for two days and went, yeah, let's do it. And that was literally it. It was like, well, these blokes have done it. Why can't I do it? Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, and then it was just set in stone from basically December of 2020. And then um, I kind of got quite injured throughout 2021. I had a few like, you know, I felt like I was Superman after running 50 marathons, 50 days. You feel you can take on the world and being quite young and quite new to the sport, um, you know, you need load, you need to you need to build that up. But yeah. I, I was quite stubborn with all that and just thought I could run, you know, ridiculous distances, wake up the next day, go again. And <laughs> it just, but that's, I'm so glad I've gone gone through that at this age. Like, you know, being 22 and going, oh, I've done these crazy things. Now I've been hurt. Great. Now I've got this background and knowledge to go, cool, I'm fucking 25 now or 24, 25. Yeah. I'm not going to do that again. Right. I'm going to do it smart. I'm going to do it, you know, with a better idea behind it were you working during that time
0: when you were hurt yeah okay you're still working
1: I'm still working and then um yeah and I worked all the way up and so I launched my run on like a news station in Australia on April the 1st in 2022 just to put it out there to try and get sponsors in my budgie smugglers and socks on the today (laughs) show that was a pretty funny one um and yeah basically I worked all the way up until uh start of July and started the cross country run in September. Hmm. Yeah, and so all the training for that wasn't uh, wasn't probably the best way to do it. But that's the thing. I was like, you've got to make time. You just got to find a way out to do it.
0: Yeah. So, what did your training consist of to prepare your body for sixty two miles a day?
1: Yeah. It was a. Again, I didn't really. I had a coach, but he's never coached for that. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit like. You know, we had we were kind of working together, and he was he was more holding me back because he knew I wanted to go and go and go right. and get, and I would inevitably probably get injured prior to starting, and that was not the plan. And so, uh, to be honest, it was a lot of mindset stuff. Just like every time I thought of the ice bath, go up in the ice bath. Mm-hmm. So I think it was intentionally putting myself in uncomfortable situations every time I could, so that when I was in the situation on the run, which I knew I was going to be in, that after day one I was going to be in some fucked up pain. Right. Um, I knew I would be, my head would be okay with it. Sure, my body might not, but that will follow when your head is sweet. Yeah, I think when you let your head and that idea of what's ahead of you creep in, it can be quite overwhelming. But because, you know, in the lead up from basically, well, probably for the last four years I've been like that. I've been like, how do I get uncomfortable here so that when I get out of it, I've grown and I've become more adapted and whatever. Um, and yeah, so it was more just like ice baths, um, a lot of strength training. I was I was in the gym uh, four times a week doing um, solid leg training, and I uh, yeah, my mileage wasn't up up to where it probably was meant to be. But what was it at? Do you think? Um, probably fifty miles, so max eighty k a week. Um, I did one week at three hundred k, and just to kind of simulate what a hundred k in a day would look like So the last time I did that was in 2020. Right. I just said, I'm going to do it for 40 days in a row. So that mm. was pretty, pretty stupid. <laughs> but um, yeah, and we kind of, I kind of just went with it. And when I wasn't feeling right, great, I would go and hop on the bike or I'd walk or I'd, you know, walk with the pack on, walk hills. Um, but yeah, I just kind of found
0: a way. Yeah, because there's no... I mean, you can go on the internet right now and say, I need a marathon training program, Mm. and it'll give you You a a 12 week. Yeah, or a 16 week or whatever week and tell you exactly what to do. Yeah. But there is nothing you can. Well, how do I train up to run across Australia? Yeah. I mean, it's never going to happen. And
1: it was funny. Like, I had, I had a, what I found quite wild was when I said I was going to do it, the amount of people that reached out saying they could help. And I'm sitting there like, why would I take help from someone who, has never done what I'm about to do. Yeah. And I remember my, my pa, my grandfather, he used to go, he, I remember it's clear as day, him going, never, ever take advice from someone that hasn't done what you're about to do. Right. Hasn't done what you're trying to do. And I was like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Like someone, <laughs> oh yeah, I know I've coached, you know, marathoners. And so I would be really, it's like, no, you just want your fucking name. Yeah. That's beside mine when I get it done. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was, it was crazy how many people came out of the woodwork when it was, it was like that. And um, but, yeah, again, I just – exactly that. There's no there's no real blueprint. It's just find a way. And I think with making a decision on doing something, that's where I kind of thrive. When you're in up in the air about, you know, oh, start date, don't really know, um, I want to do this but I don't really know. I actually just, like, make the decision. I go, right, I'm going to run across Australia. I'm going to set the date, September the 1st. And I think, like, the decision thing is, like, when you say you're going to do something, you commit to it. Right. And that's just how it has – kind of always been for me hmm. and so you know I didn't have the best lead up um for the run but I just knew September the 1st was it let's get to the
0: start date and you'll find a way because it means enough to you did did people try to shit on your dream or your goal um tell more, you it's not smart tell you you need more time actually more so in the 50 marathons really yeah um I had a
1: I had a sports I know a he's like a pharmacist but doctor pharmacist and he rang me up, found, got my number through a family friend and he goes, what you're trying to do is physically impossible. I've spoken to four health professionals and they said, there is no way. Um, and I went, "All good, I'll call you on day 50. And then, yeah, sure enough, day 50, I called him up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, it's Ned Brock and how you going? Do you have seen the news? Yeah.
0: What I, did he I say? felt pretty
1: good. No, it was a bit like, oh, yeah. He didn't apologize, didn't say anything. But like for me, and he, he also wanted to donate. He was also like, I'll donate if you run one marathon a week. For fifty weeks, I'm like, fuck me, Dad. How long
0: have you got? Like, Why I do that wa- in training. You're dumb. Like, you're fucking. Idiot. Why is he watering down this this big goal? I
1: don't know because he wants. to I think he wanted to put his name with the donation, but didn't want to back something where um, I might hurt myself, right? And so he's like, I can't have my name to something. And I'm like, I don't want your donation then. Yeah, I'll let the other, you know, thirty-seven thousand that donate. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that, and I had a few people. Like, I had a lot of like. I'm kind of in a bit of a. I would say a friendship, Um, like I'm pretty good being on my own with like, I don't need to be in groups of friends. I'm pretty like Mm -hmm. a lone wolf in a way. Um, I've got a partner, but I I have really close friends, but I don't have a lot. And it was kind of this, especially after the 50, just like this um, removing away, like moving away and like realizing they're actually not a lot of people probably aren't there for the right reasons. And I think there was this this kind of transition happened through all that as well, which was pretty pretty powerful because it kind of brought it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's, there's there's always people who say you can't do that because they're putting their own limits it's on a, you, it's right? It's a
0: reflection of them. Yeah, and I, I
1: love it. I, if someone tells me I can't do it, it's like fuck yeah. Yeah. Right up on the wall. What did he say? What's his name? <laughs> when was it? Literally, yeah. You got to fuck you all on my in next to my bed. Um, and just yeah, literally
0: use it as fuel. Any feels good fuel, I reckon. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I I feel the same way. I've never done anything like that, but uh, I've had my own dreams and goals. Mm. And, you know, there's always people who, I mean, if you dream big enough, there's going to be people who, uh, I guess, champion your cause. A few may be close, but most of them will shit on it because it's like... They won't say it, but they're thinking or internalizing how is this going to impact me and like jealousy what, what I'm doing, or is this going to make me look bad? Or, yeah, you know, because people, especially like when you come from a certain area and people are from that same area and they can't say, Well, I, I never got a chance to make it out because of you know, just XYZ, yeah, but then you do. Mm. It didn't reflect on them. It's like, no, look at this shit this this guy's doing. What are you doing? Yeah. And so, I mean, it's always going to happen.
1: A hundred percent. It's like, and I don't know, in Australia, it's pretty, that tall poppy syndrome. I think when you start doing something good, they want to bring you back. So you're not
0: too getting up there, but. Yeah. You know, um, my buddy, I've mentioned him to you just because it seems like he's from Australia. You're from Australia. I don't know why you don't know him. Mm. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who is it did i say it? i don't know adam green oh yeah i've, yeah. I've definitely heard, he's on rogan wasn't he, he's yeah, on, he yeah, yeah yeah he was but doesn't everybody in australia know each other right i mean that uh, i mean there's a there's not that little of us there's, oh. there's still 28 million. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever i okay. mean in like your community yeah pretty well <laughs> yeah
0: oh before i forget yeah i was gonna mention I'm, that i'm kind of uh you know we've had a long day so this is supposed to help us be smarter yeah i don't know Ket- how we're going so far ketone iq cheers cheers mate yeah I'm excited for this Ooh. How'd
1: that taste? Like I'm about to get A 10 uh, A 10 <laughs> higher IQ 10 plus Yeah, Off, we off zero I am I mean it's not like
0: It's not cricket It's not Kool-Aid <laughs> have you, Do you have Kool-Aid there? No kool-aid is basically Ooh. like colored water with sugar in it like right. when your kids you used to drink kool-aid and yeah. then you'd drink it and have a big like purple Ooh. smiley face mm. still making my skin crawl a bit it's all right but i like I, it for whatever reason i drink these every day so it's i say um i am I'm, I'm i reckon it's, it's gonna switch me on here i'm excited yeah it's i mean like it's a little rush Yes, I mean I can't drink Mountain Dew all day every day because no. it tastes good. Yeah, but exactly I drink right. these because I think I'm like you know what I think this does help me maybe.
1: No sugar, no caffeine, vegan, no salt.
0: Jesus, we probably need a bit of salt. But. <laughs> um, yeah, well, so going back to well, the, okay, the tall poppy syndrome. Adam does mention that. Yeah, in talking about, and he's had the same struggles as you, like because he's been a, a very successful bow hunter, and people, some people, not everybody. Mm love knocking successful people down mm-hmm. so he's dealt with that and um you know I think that's we don't call it Paul, tall poppy syndrome here but what do you guys call it I don't know, haters, Just, yeah, haters yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but um so anyway <clears throat> kudos to you for dreaming big mm. um thank you you know it's uh you're around the same age as my my boys and they have the same type of goals as you yeah. you know I mean and I, I've just tried to incur, encourage that. It sounds like your parents did too. And definitely your friend, Tom, is that right? Yeah. yeah so he probably always been, you know, had your back, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, we actually, I actually met Tommy as of day one of the 50 marathons or like a little bit before, but, hmm. um, we kind of bonded over. It's like certain energies. I think people that do these things have. Yeah. And like when I, I was telling you, when I met Goggins, it was a bit like this mutual understanding. Yeah. Um, and the same with Tom. I think we just clicked like that because I knew he's like my person because we're like the same kind of almost wired, I guess. Um, yeah, and that those friendships I think form very quickly because there's already the the shallow stuff is gone.
0: Yeah, like you you just right. become like your you know best mate for ten years. And does he do extreme challenges and things like this? too? Yeah,
1: he um he actually ran uh, top to bottom of the UK. He was the youngest to ever do it at eighteen. Mm. Um, how far is that it's about 1600 no yeah 1600 k um thousand mile for mm. you if you're listening at home <laughs> we've been we've struggled with uh the the, the conversions all day yeah um, from
0: metrics to pounds to kilowatts i just
1: asked for pound and i'll give it back to him in kilo <laughs> um yeah he did that at 18 18 he averaged 45 to like 65 k a day that's um pretty good yeah especially at 18 and then he did the Arctic six six three three Ultra um, about two months ago. It's about <clears throat> sorry, bit of a bit of a cold. No, it's okay. um, It's, yeah, it's a three hundred and eighty mile uh, run through basically the most northern part of Canada. Um, it's like minus sixty degrees, the ice road trains, um, wind gusts of you know ridiculousness, and yeah, he's like, mate, I'm gonna I'm gonna break this record by twenty four hours, and I was like. I bet you are. And so he was training his ass up. He was going for like, you know, 80, 90K walks, uh, lasting 24 hours each day. Jeez. And just like, but that that inspires me. Like, knowing he's going out there doing that, it's like, and I, I would get messages on the run when I was down and out. Like, I had days out there where um, I probably wasn't in the right headspace. I'd probably forgotten why I was out there and, you yeah. know, things were just getting pretty haywire. And I'd just get a message off Tom, a big old, you know, mega paragraph saying, and it just like oh yeah that's right this re um alignment of where i'm
0: actually why yeah, i'm here get your focus back yeah. yeah um
1: and so yeah having him and there's been and yeah and my my family as well my dad similar to you just shows up every single day there's never been i think i don't know if it's purpose but it's it's uh it's having a why in in that you know for us kids you wanted to use a future a future he never had mm-hmm. um he you know, grew up not getting paid off his dad and would shear sheep on the weekends to make his money. Mm. Became very good at shearing and then um, bought out the farm and expanded. And he, um, yeah, every day just like debt and trying to send us kids away to school. And um, unbeknownst to me at the time, I just thought he was, that's what fathers do, right? Yeah. They just get up, show up. They don't say a thing. They just get home, go again, go again. And... Yeah, it probably took me till midway through high school. Um, we were in severe drought. We, it hadn't rained for four years um, mm. out on the farm. And, wow. you know, when you're a lot of dollars in debt um, and it's not raining and you're trying to feed cattle and they're an eighth of the price they are now, um, feeds five times as much as it should be. And, you know, you just hear the tractor go out at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, you know, oh, your dad's on it again, come home and when you speak to him it would be, how you going, Dad? Yeah, good, mate. All good. Knowing that there's more behind there now, yeah. um, but at the when time, when did you like,
0: learn realize all that? I
1: think my first year out of high school. Oh, I remember Mum coming in when I was at high school because they sent us away to boarding school where they pay for us to go there, like mm-hmm. a fair bit of money at the time too. And um, it was a big sacrifice. And we were just you know ratty kids going away to school, you know, yeah. getting homesick and thinking it's a fucking you know yeah. fun little time. <laughs> um, and I remember Mum coming in just like hopped on my bed and just cried and cried and cried and I was like what's going on and um she's like I'm gonna have to call the principal and try and work something out because we can't like yeah the money we are making needs to be to other things that we can't hopefully we can sort something out and then um my year out of high school I remember coming back to the farm and working for the year and I could not believe how hard he worked because I went every day with him and so it Six o'clock, we'd be out oh, well, earlier than that, but he would be out earlier than that. I'd be up at six. Um, that was that was very early for me at the time. And yeah, we'd be out the door and all day. Go, go do this, come do here. We're going to go do this, doing the cuddle, marking this. And I'm like, when does this bloke stop me? He just didn't, didn't for the whole year. Um, and that just was like, he's done this every single fucking goddamn day so we could have a future he never had. He's never, he never had an education. He left school at 15. His education was nothing. Mm-hmm. always ever known as to sell cattle buy sell cattle um yeah i, I get teary every time i talk about it because it's just this it's devotion to something greater than yourself
0: well you know parents are supposed to be selfless and sacrifice for their kids but not all do no not and not all to that level yeah a lot of a lot of parents kind of overcelebrate. What they do, yeah, and they say, "Well, I deserve to do this now because I do. Th- I work for my, yes, yeah, so I should family. be able to
1: reap it, reap the rewards, or right? Yeah. Right,
0: and it sounds like your dad just is as selfless as they come, yeah,
1: and so and mum as well. Like, you know, they were never, we were never friends. Like, we weren't mum and dad. We weren't f- friends with them. They wanted us to be good people that came up in this world that gave back, mm-hmm. um, that had. You know that actually did stuff with their life um right. with the opportunities they've been given we've been given um it was never like you know they didn't want us to like them they wanted us to respect them and- respect them and be good people and if you fuck up you fuck up own yeah. it um yeah and i'm i at the time it was always you know i'd always be why can't i drink why can't i go over here why do i have to come you know but when you know what that took for them to do that and actually let us down or at the time when it felt like that it was um yeah now you can reflect and go holy shit like i'm pretty proud to have those people as role models um and they've definitely shaped me in the way you know they've given me that ability to think and um you, you know push for more
0: and, and want more um yeah so i'm pretty they're, they're pretty big uh, role models yeah do you you know, knowing that now and being a kid, kids don't, you know, they don't have perspective Mm-mm. really. It's, you know, the Not whole whole world re- revolves around them. Yeah. I'm sure they're very proud of you now. Yeah. And I mean, you're doing amazing things. Um, looking back now, do you have, do you, did you disappoint them ever? I and think... now you, and now you're like, you look back and, and ask yourself why, I don't think I dis- – I think I
1: – I think dad had a preconceived idea of wanting us to make sure we get a trade or make sure we, um, you know, have security. Mm-hmm. But I think that's that generation. So, like, you know, make sure you've got the um, – you know, you would be able to uh, – 90 grand a year doing this. Um, that'll be able to set you up to here and do this. Make sure you buy a house. Make sure you do this. And I think, like, uh, especially this day and age, it's like, That's not how it's heading. You need, like, it needs to be. I mean, I know this financial security and whatever, but for me, I think it was always, he was always like, Why are you, where, how are you going to make money running? Yeah. How are you going to make money? Yeah, you're not being practical. Yeah, like, this doesn't make sense. You can't do that. Go Mm -hmm. buy a house. And I'm like, No, my money's actually going to go into this. I'm going to invest in this. And I don't, it wasn't about not, uh, I think he just wanted to know that I was investing yeah. in something or putting it to use. You wanted right? to feel
0: good about your decision. Yeah, and, yeah. And going, future. oh, he's
1: okay. Um, yeah. Knowing that that's what he's done for me for fucking the last yeah twenty five like, years. Right? You
0: want your kids to be happy. You want them to have a job that they're mm. going to have their bills paid, have a nice car yeah. or a, a dependable car. So for sure. yeah, having a crazy dream, like, running.
1: Yeah. He's like, how's that going to, like, you know, you're going to have to, when are you going to go back to work? I'm like, well, I won't. I won't have to. Like, I'm setting this up so this doesn't have to happen, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I've had, I I can't tell you, I've had ten phone calls where I'm away in Sydney, he's at home, and he's just like, so, you know, there's a house. I'm like, just get the picture right now, mate. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm not buying a fucking house. Anytime soon. Let's just, and they're like, he gets it when I go, mate, just... Trust me. And mm. I wanna I wanna one day just go, right mate, here's your old the Mustang you bought back in nineteen eighty three that yeah. you, you know and go, here you go. It's all yours. Like that's that's what I want to do. Um just so he goes, Oh, cool. Yeah. Um I don't think like I don't think I ever disappointed them. I think I just Yeah, I think kids, just try and find yourself, right? Yeah. Um I think and, and that perspective thing too as well, like I think a lot of people still think the world revolves around them. Mm-hmm. Um, ...to the point where that's why we're all so fucking heads up our ass. Yeah. Um, and that's hard to be around I think when you do have that perspective... ...when yeah. you do go through things and we talked about this this morning on the run. You know, you do hard things and you do things that make you uncomfortable... ...and they make you grow and then you go... ...why would you complain about this? Why Why are you worried? And I think, yeah, that, that perspective from doing... Um, you know, whether it is running across the country or it's a big, you know, big day lifting yeah. from fucking <laughs> um you know it's that yeah it's it's uh it's a hard thing to navigate when you have, you know, like as with dad, it's like he he can't stand like I I remember coming home being like, oh you know, this is happening at school, this is that. Like imagine like hearing yeah. that with that, you know, but at the time you go and they they go, oh yeah mate, that's great. He would yeah. listen. Yeah
0: and that's like that's mental to me and not tell not tell you it, that doesn't matter yeah it has nothing to do no, with they go, oh
1: yeah and they'll just you'll find out
0: <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah well i mean so what now i mean now they must your vision has come definitely to fru- fruition yeah and so now what do they say
1: yeah i think dad's just ringing up going what's happening today what's happening <laughs> this week He's and go, "Oh, i've got a keynote here got this here he goes oh good on you mate Uh, yeah it's good and he what was powerful was they were both on the run with me Um, so dad for the first time in his life spent more than two weeks away from the farm Um, and yeah got to spend 47 days out in the run Um, he's they were they were pivotal in the run definitely making it happen but he he would drive every 20k so 20k what's that in miles (laughs) 32 12 12 miles right oh yeah 12 sorry 12.4 nice, nice. Thanks. um yeah so he would he would drive 12.4 mile Mum would cook i would get there dad would watch netflix 20k 12.6 mile 12.6 mile up until the hundred and that was it that was his day
0: so good were they was you know how normally a dad is kind of hard a mom is more supportive way, polar Real, was it? really
1: yeah Mum's the the reprimander the uh
0: Disciplinary keeps you on task.
1: Yeah, I remember Dad smacked me once when I was like nine in the back of the car, and I was like, "What are you doing? This isn't your thing to do. <laughs> this is mine." Mom. Mum's like, "I'm gonna smack." You. Yeah, literally, mum. Mum's a, um, yeah, mum's as tough as they come. Really? Yeah, she's the not the balls, but she's the <laughs> she's got the uh, the eyes that make you go, "Oh shit!" There oh no. Yeah, no, Dad. Um, Dad, I don't reckon other than that one time Dad ever went and smacked me or um. I've had a few like run-ins with him of, of time to time, but yeah, mom's definitely the mm. fiery one.
0: Hey guys, you want to be as smart as famed neuroscientist Andrew Huberman, PhD at Stanford? Well, sadly, that's probably not going to happen. But I did find something that can help, and that's HVMN ketone IQ. I actually downed one right before reading this, so if I sound decent, it's probably why. Because I'm not sure if you guys realize how much brain power podcasting takes, but whatever I can take that will at least make me sound smarter, I'm in. Ketone IQ is a clean energy boost without sugar or caffeine. Ketone IQ increases your blood ketones. I'm not on a keto diet, but by taking ketone IQ, I can achieve the desired focus and energy for explosive workouts that ketones typically provide to those in ketosis. You can find Ketone IQ at your local Sprouts or online at HVMN.com. Use code CAM, C-A-M, for 20% off your first order. Black Rifle Coffee Company is a company that's very easy for me to promote because I drink coffee all day, every day. But more importantly, they are a huge supporter of the veteran community and are a veteran-owned business, so they have my full support. Use code Keep Hammering for twenty percent off your first order and twenty percent off subscription to the Coffee Club, where you get exclusive coffee blends and merchandise. So, on the run, how what would they offer during the run? I mean, obviously driving and doing all that. Yeah. But did you ever need them um, for mom, a pep talk?
1: Mum was um, instrumental in that run. So mom mum didn't arrive till day three, mm. and you know three hundred k in. We've run through. Um, it was 1200 meters, so about four and a half thousand elevation on the first day, first 100k
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, out of Perth. so that was fucked. And then that next day my knees were busted. it was it was go time, right? Mm-hmm. We got to the end of day three, like no washings happened. It had been raining all day, day three uh food like we didn't know where food was coming from it was all starting to get pretty dire we hadn't even left bloody you know town of perth yeah,
0: barely got started
1: literally um and mum had mum's flight had been um canceled so they had to book a whole nother flight Qantas flight to uh to perth and they got an air tasker to drive them out from um i don't know if you have air tasker in here no, no it's just like a it's like an app where you can apply and you just do random ass jobs and people accept and they'll do it okay um so they air tasked mum, drove him out like this random freaking town in WA. And I remember that night because it was s- severe headwinds, mm. uh, 50K an hour headwinds all day, raining all day. Um, and I just didn't think it would get worse than day two because it was just headwinds and then it was just sweltering rain as well. Oh, man. Um, and I remember on my Strava when it posted the, the run, I was like, come at me, WA storms. I am the motherfucking storm. Just like I was like, you know i wanted everything to come at me because i was like if something yeah. what's going to stop me you right know? um and then Mum rocked up with my physio and she just goes you are the fucking storm and it was like this she was there and just started putting out fires so then she started doing all like organizing the cleaning organizing where the food's coming from organizing what dad has to do organizing brad organizing all these people um and it was just like this order straight away because I think we're all just running on adrenaline going, yeah. we need to get Ned helped. And, yeah, as soon as mum rocked up, it was like, okay, this is what we're doing. I'll cook 20, 40, 60, 80K. And we'll, when, it, when you get to the 80-kilometer mark, you run off. We'll go to the nearest roadhouse where we're staying that night. We'll we'll get the food organized. We'll get the bed ready. We'll get the ice done. And it was like, yeah. And you never talked about that before? Not once. She was she just came like this up leader. with that? Yeah, it was like she's just this
0: army fucking leader who's just gone, right up. Yeah, could have been in general, it sounds Honestly, right. mate, like, yeah, she's something. <laughs> Some incredible. people just have that vision on what it's going to take.
1: Yeah, and I remember, this is funny, this is on that as well. Yeah, she's she's 100% like that. Um, we got to day uh, 15. I had a pretty bad injury. I got back. Um, I don't know if we want to talk about that, but we um, got back. We drove 14 hours to get this injection. Drove 14 hours back, and that next two days ran 200 kilometers with this leg that basically wasn't working. And I was taking it out on everyone. I was, like, fucking angry. Like, I was frustrated. I was, um, yeah, I was turning on everyone. And I remember pulling up. And my, I'd swore at my girlfriend, told her to fuck off. And, you know, it was getting pretty pretty bad out there because yeah. there was nothing around. And um, we I hopped in the van and mum goes, like, the, the eyes goes, don't ever fucking speak to your girlfriend like that. Don't ever speak to us like that. And I was, like, holy shit. But I remember after that I was, like, why is mum being so, like, because she was so worried that my girlfriend would leave, my photographer would leave, my videographer would leave, and it would just be me and dad, mum and dad. And she was so worried about that because she's like, I was never going to leave you, but I thought these guys were all going to leave because you were being so... Yeah. And then we would have been shot. And so mum, like, in a roundabout putting way... out fires. Yeah, literally putting out fires. Yeah. And I didn't know that until... Schedule fires. Yeah. Like, personal fires. Literally. Yeah, it yeah. was unbelievable. And so... Yeah, without them, and then and then almost also my girlfriend Gemma, she was like um, incredible out there. She was um, literally my PA. Basically, she would organize every single thing, charge every watch, every phone, um, mm-hmm. get the food ready, come and
0: like it was. It was very helpful. I was very lucky. I was yeah. uh, to have an awesome team. I can't remember when I started following along I remember, I remember it because you oh. followed me and it was
1: day seven. Day seven. Yeah,
0: and I and I remember my physio going, wait,
1: Cam Hayes just followed you. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, yeah, of course he is. Literally, yeah. I, was, I was like so amped up. Um,
0: but yeah, that was cool. That was a big fire up that day. That was, I mean, I don't know if I hadn't seen it and then heard about it. Then I was like, wait, what's this kid doing? And it was like, it was pretty, because to me i've been around so much it's not the young guys doing crazy stuff yeah. it's the old guys the, the guys life. who have who have went through the storms of life yeah
1: a bit of a midlife crisis
0: kicked in the balls you know so they know what pain is and they know what pain's temporary mm. it's not the young guys don't have that perspective to know yeah. that you know this is just this temporary pain yeah. this isn't like a divorce or losing your job or losing your house mm. and when you're young you don't know that when you're old you know that. Yeah. And so I was like, dang, he's <laughs> what's, young. What's take on Right. He's like, young. What's his problems? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just impressed really? because um, I think it's incredible because then I think about if you can do this now at 23, now you're 24, what the hell are you going to do? You know, this, this life, if you keep taking on challenges like that and mm. making your mark and you know, raising the, the, the boat of possibility, who's going to follow, you know what I mean? And it's going to, not only to see what you're going to be up to, but what can others do following in your wake. That's exciting to me. Fuck. Yeah. That's exciting to me. That, that idea of like, that's, that's why that's, it's
1: 33% of the reason why I do it is knowing that the people who are watching Mm -hmm. go, fuck, if he can do that, he's only run for three years. What can I do? What can I go and do? How can I help? How can I be a better person? How can I add value? How can I leave my life uh, knowing I'd done something more than when I got here?
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know. I'll I'll say, I know you've only been running a few years, but I mean, you got a lot of genetic gifts because today was pretty impressive. You ran better than I, I thought maybe we've done these long challenges. I thought, well, maybe he's just tough. Because there's people who are just tough, just won't quit, Mm. you know. And if you just keep going, and you won't quit, you can get you can cover a lot of distance, yeah, for sure. So I thought, well, maybe he's just tough. And then we ran, and I was like, oh shit, Uh, he can run too. So I mean, like with speed. And then you carried the rock and the rock all the way up. Nobody has done that other than Kip and you know, of course, me, Tanner, and Truett. But then you beat Kip's time. Yes, I'm pretty proud of that one. After running an ultra marathon. Yeah. It gives a beast. And then you beat that. And of course, shooting the bow, you, you did great. popped the balloon at a hundred yards. So it's like, I see that, you, you know, you have gifts for sure. Um, but you know, when, when I see people like you achieve things and I know the kind of impact that has on others, I wonder, I was thinking this to myself, are people in Australia just tough Is it, is it growing up in that country in that environment? It's it's a hard climate. No, I don't. It's it's similar to here, right? It's it's
1: where you're, like, no, I I don't think I don't believe so. No, because I'm not I'm not walking around going, hey Billy, when's your hundred k ultra? When's your? Still, there's not many
0: people doing crazy things. Not to that extent, no. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I think there's
1: there's people around, but there's it's like here, there's you'll find someone doing something outrageous, yeah. right? Um I think it's just like where you're I think I'm I'm fortunate enough that mum and dad got together and they are two people that have probably that in them. Um and then have instilled that in me. Um I don't know, like it's like that thing, like I, I appreciate I've got um there's a bit of skill there and talent and but it's like, also I didn't like, it, it, there's an element of no one can, there's no genetic makeup that allows me to wake up again and again and again. Yeah. I don't think that's a thing. I think that is like just a fucking thing you got to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. You know, you don't like, yeah, sure. There's ability to like, I don't reckon I'll ever be able to run a 205 marathon. That's just, I don't think that's physically possible. Right. But like, I'll get up again, 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 because I think that's been taught. I don't think that, yeah, I don't think Australia as a whole, like I think if you go around Sydney, majority of people are pretty, pretty uh, wrapped up, yeah, well, wrapped up in cotton wool.
0: So what do you mean you don't think that's been taught? Like, I mean, so how do you have it then? Is it the no, the, no, the no? I believe to, to get I, up and I
1: believe that's been taught and instilled, and I think I think there's like a. Yeah, I, I, I think it's just like – no, I do think it's taught. I okay, mean, gotcha. Yeah, not like – yeah, I don't think you're born with an ability to wake up and get up and when, you know,
0: all else would say you shouldn't. Did uh, – I mean, did you ever have a chip on your shoulder like from school? Like did you want to prove people wrong or did you just want to push yourself? I, there was an element of like, um,
1: you know, I wasn't the best rower and like I wasn't – always the like I wasn't the best footy player there was there was definitely elements of that where I I felt like I trained harder and I worked harder but I was never big enough or strong enough Mm -hmm. and I think that maybe hurt me a bit but that wasn't that wasn't the main reason I you know and ran across the country right like I didn't I don't think yeah that that was enough for me (laughs) like fuck you guys I didn't get picked in the under 16's quite, I'm running across the country yeah.
0: when, when did you realize you had this <clears throat> this incredible level of endurance
1: I, I think it came from like I remember I we ran our first marathon in you know in between that March to um, August period where I ran the 100k mm-hmm. um, and I remember just saying I want to stick to five minute pace so seven minutes.
0: 18 mile around yeah, that because you screwed me up today i said what are we running and you were like it's 202 yeah yeah or you said five minutes five, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Like, oh, it's about five minutes five? fuck we're going quick what? yeah yeah it was k's though yeah
1: anyway, um, go ahead we worked that out about 7 17 or something um
0: what was i say? oh you said endurance you said you oh, ran yeah. your first marathon
1: yeah i remember just like saying to the mate i was doing it with i was like um like let's stick to 5 minute pace which mm-hmm. is yeah 7:15 or whatever um and i remember just like doing it like 4:59 pace we got in that and it wasn't that hard it was hard like i was caught, but mm-hmm. it was like oh and then i remember i just started doing that and then i did my first 60k um run from my home in where i'm from to town right. the nearest town
0: you said that was yeah that's yeah, the distance from the your exact house distance to the, town. To yeah. the Woolworths.
1: and i remember saying to mom i'm going to do a joke on instagram and say all these shuts in five hours. I want to get to town, which is 60K away in under five hours. So I had to do it at five minute pace. And I remember running to town, getting in at 457. So again, I did it. And I'm like, huh, same thing with this 80K I did. Same thing with 100K. I was like, I want to be around five minute pace for 100K, 501. At eight hours, 36, my first ever 100K. Yeah, that's fast. Yeah. And I just remember being like, fuck, where does this end? Like, seriously, that was my whole thing. I was like, where yeah what's your limit where can you go with this mm-hmm. and then i remember being like oh i want to do 100 mile but then i think that's when the that next day i was like that's too it sounds ridiculous but easy mm-hmm. i wanted to do something bigger day to day to day. i want to i want to show people you can get up and up and up um yeah and i i remember just like yeah after i ran the first three marathons of that i was just like my my vo2 must have been
0: very yeah getting pretty fit yeah 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 it's it's amazing um, you know, I did. I, I heard you were on the Rich Roll podcast. I mean, actually, I think Rich sent a video or a FaceTime when he was down there with you, didn't he? Yeah, maybe. I think to you. He, yeah. Yeah, I probably. I, oh, yeah, because we talked about it. Yeah yeah, 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 I think he did. And uh, so I listened to that podcast and I heard him talk to you about, you know, what's your next goal or what's, mm-hmm. where do you go from here? And it's a pretty good question because once you've run across a country,
1: yeah, you what, run out of land.
0: What do, you, what do you do? Just go enter a half marathon now? And yeah. W- or, you know, what's next?
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's funny. Like I think people ask that question thinking, oh, you have to run around Australia, you have to run around the world or you have to run the mm-hmm. States. And I think for me it's never been, <clears throat> I don't think it's one upping so to speak as it is just seeing where it is. Like I don't think I have to go, like it's not been about showing people that I can do more it's been about me wanting to see where I can. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether it's a 10 day thing or it's a 50 day thing, there's still going to be just as much of a challenge. Right. Um, you know, after a day running, it's like pretty well everything after that's <laughs> fucked, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: There's not much worse. Um, after a half a day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think it's just like, um, and the, like the impact we had with the money we raised for homelessness as well. It was like, you know, we raised 2.6 million. There's a lot of money. Um, you know, what that does and like the impact I have with that. I want to be able to do that with everything, with everything I do. So I don't want to just, you know, it's part of me wants to go and do it cause I want to do it. But then I'm like, I know I have an impact when I do these things. So I want to make sure I'm helping a inspire the people, but also know that tangible, a tangible
0: thing's happening as well. It sounds, I mean, it's different from what your dad, your dad being selfless to provide for his family and a better future for his kids, but you have that same thing, not so much about you know getting a job that's dependable, but it's the way I've heard you explain it when we were running today is what your rewards are second to the impact you're making and maybe the people you're helping. Mm. Like in this situation, the two point six million, because we talked about different ways to make money and what you're doing, and it's like it seemed like you were not really worried about your money. You're worried you have enough. You don't. Need, you got to simple needs simple life Mm -hmm. you're good yeah and it's more about making an impact like a societal impact.
1: yeah and i think i think like i I remember reading um a quote i'm gonna misquote it definitely um but it's like you know we leave this world with we don't we don't give our possessions we don't keep our um, we come
0: with nothing we leave with nothing yeah yeah and
1: but what we do leave is a legacy mm-hmm. and the impact we have. So what we do with those years or life, whatever, right. So you know you can amass all this wealth, you can buy this car, you can have all these incredible things. But at the end of the day, I'd much be preferred I'd much prefer to leave the world with knowing I left a lasting impact. And because exactly that, we've got so many people worrying about themselves. Like so many people, just concerned about how their day looks, and I think when we can we can change that collectively, that's where the change happens, right? I think there's less homelessness, there's more people being kinder. Um, Bondi Beach, you walk down there, mate. There's no smiling, really, no. And like that for me, it's like why why spend your fucking days miserable? Yeah, seriously, like smile. Mm. It, it doesn't take fucking anything to smile, and like yeah i think i think i just get frustrated when people are wasting their life but that's that's fine that's it's on them but for me i'm like i can't live knowing i didn't live to my potential and help others
0: and help like. others yeah, yeah but make, that but that's what that, that is it's like my potential is making that impact so it's not potential like your personal potential
1: not no not not so to speak that 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 is an element of it yeah um but it's like my potential is is, is a holistic thing in that you know I have the potential to not change the world but leave it a better place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's aided with my running as well because my running allows people to be inspired to then go, fuck, I want to do something. I want to help. I want to – like there's a little five-year-old girl named Charlotte who – this happened all the time. I got messages all the time of people doing something. But she – in Geelong in Melbourne um, was like watched it through her mother's Instagram – and went down to the track 30 days in a row, 1K a day, 5-year-old, raised $10,000 for homelessness. The charity she was um, raising for was shutting down at the end of the year and then secured government funding because she made a newspaper article, reopened 30,000 wow. 30, meals to homelessness fed that this, this year now.
0: So essentially that's a ripple effect of what you're ripple doing. Ripple effect, baby. And then what she did. But one little girl. Is going to impact others. 100%. Yeah, and it started, I get what you're saying because yeah. it starts with that first toss of pe- the pebble in the yeah. water.
1: It's like, I do this. Mm-hmm. Those, it might be 10 people. Those 10 people then go,
0: right. What can I do? Mm-hmm.
1: And then those 10 people, those 10 people. And all of a sudden, you've got, you know, and I think that's the thing. There's so many people that see it and go, Oh, yeah, good on you. Get on with the day. But if there's one little Charlotte or there's, you know, five of these kids mm-hmm. or an adult that goes, You know what? Fuck, I'm not, I'm, I'm doing something I hate every single day. I'm going to uplift my life and I'm going to go do this because I've always wanted to. And then that has an impact in some way to someone else. Like yeah. that's, it's just this ripple effect every single day that I know eventually is going to, you know, that impact I oh, will see at some point.
0: Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, it's needed because the news and media love celebrating the negative and the Fuck shit yeah. that's going wrong and, yeah. and all the discontent in our countries and, mm-hmm. you know, how the infighting of politics. You can't it watch like, it. That's where it's hard to really spin what you're doing negative. So they share what you're doing, and it's like that's all positive. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Your attitude's positive. Your personality's big, and what you're doing is impactful. Yeah, and it's like I, I commend it. It's um, you know I just and and uh you know it's not about me, but I think to myself when I was 24 and. I was only negatively impacting people. So it's like my hat's off to you. (laughs) I had so much respect. Thank uh, you, mate. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible. So with your future goals and thinking, you know, you do want to make that positive impact bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. um, Do you still look at like what you're doing as has a man done this? Can I do this? Can I do something more and then parlay that into how can I have, somebody benefit from it or do you want to do things that have never been done in history? What's your, where what do you think? I think
1: both ways. It, it, I think the best thing is doing something that is so for me, so rogue and mm-hmm. so almost unattainable so that it gets eyes on it. And then the eyes then result in the right. ripple effect. Right. Um, and that's, that's in essence, kind of why I've gone trying to go on big with this. Like, as I said, you know, I've got my mate Tom who's done these amazing things, could be doing all this. But there's, for me, I like, I want to get out there to be like, you know, this is, this is a way, I, you know, I'm not going to be a politician. I'm not going to be a, um, something that has, you know, higher status that allows me to do this. Right. I'm going to do this through the platform I can now do it with. Yeah, your own way. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think, like, as you said, there's no real way you can turn that into a negative. Someone just wanting to do good. And shit, how's he going to get noticed? Well, I'm going to fucking bury myself across the country. (laughs) And, (laughs) But yeah, like as I said, there's like there's an element to it where there's probably 50% of it is for this leave a legacy knowing that I've helped people and that. And then there is this like deep embedded when I do these things, what I get out of it for myself. And as you know, what you get out of that consistent showing up um, that ability to, you know, prove yourself wrong but prove others wrong, um, there's just something beautiful in that too. And I think that's where that, as I've said before, that perspective comes. And then that allows me to do these things.
0: I know, you know, in that vein, when I do something, it doesn't matter if it's big, good, whatever. I do it and it's gone. I don't even think about it. You know, some people rush on laurels. It doesn't sound like. You do either. It's, you're always looking for okay. That was yesterday. What's today? Absolutely. And I think uh, that's that's a, something not everybody has, you know. Yeah. And and then I think maybe there's times where, you know, that was a hard earned goal. Do I need to appreciate that more? Or I don't. know, I just never. I never think about it. I think about it's like a big tick. You got Cool. Done. And, you know, the success is whatever I think about when I failed and when I I didn't. <coughs> reach my goals mm-hmm. but I seldom think about the successes I don't know I mean I'm always looking for what's what's next tomorrow and mm-hmm. like you if I have something big planned like with us that we did today mm-hmm. I can I can't sleep you yeah. know looking for I'm so forward to it doesn't, yeah. even, doesn't even matter how tired I am it's just like I cannot wait to get going I on love this. that
1: that was my favorite that's that's the that energy like I was talking about with like Goggins it's like I knew as soon as you got the message of me saying oh, I'm gonna start at 12 I don't. I don't want to do it eight to twelve. I want to to start twelve. I knew instantly. You go, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. And that's like that for me is like there's just certain people, and that's that is fucking cool. I love that.
0: that. Social media is beautiful in that regard. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we've we both use social media for benefit. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, there's a lot of negative shit on there and stuff that's irritating, but. If it wasn't for social media, I wouldn't know you. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know Goggins. Exactly. I wouldn't know Courtney. Yeah. And so all these people I've been able to grow from because they're doing incredible things. Yeah. And it's like we've connected and done incredible things together. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's this, yeah, I, I, 100%. And that's what's so fucking great about it. There's also, yeah, obviously there's all that negative shit. There's all this, you know, bickering and stuff that makes you want to delete the app. But there's like something so special about, you know there's there's gonna be another in i know in a year's time there's gonna be someone pop up on instagram that we've never heard of mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're doing something so wild and everyone want to know yeah it's like it's just it's how it is and it's yeah it's fucking pretty cool it's,
0: it's a crazy ec- world it's exciting i mean but i followed along at once you know that day seven or whatever i figured out what you're doing i followed along every day and one thing i noticed is. Um, you were always honest in your captions. You were always, you know, and I think suffering makes people honest. I've talked about that before on Definitely. this podcast where uh, it's tough to, if you're hurting, it's hard not to share it when you're, to when you're beat down. Mm. And so I, I appreciated the honesty you had. And uh, I just love following along and then seeing just how many people were inspired by what you're doing. Mm. And then when you got, where'd you end? In bonda God, that crowd, and I know, Rich. You know, I, I do want to give a shout out to Rich Roll. I love his podcast. I don't know if we we could be any different. Yeah, you know, yeah. as far as men, he's a vegan, well educated <laughs> Stanford. I think was a lawyer or an attorney. And you know what I love? Just how I'm just a dipshit boner.
1: <laughs> nah, mate. No, no, no. I mean, we couldn't really string a sentence together before this, but um, <laughs> I just love how. Incredible that is that you know you guys can like we can all attract each other yeah. in this like you know crazy little world. It's fucking very cool.
0: But and what I was saying is I'm a big fan of his podcast. And mm. then to to hear you on there and um I learned so much from how he asks questions, mm. how he frames questions, how he receives information mm-hmm. and um and then builds on that. It's mm. he's just he's phenomenal out conversation. Um, You'll have to get him on here, mate. I know. I don't know how he'd go looking around this room, but you know, I know he's seen what it, what it, he did say he would come. Yeah. So well. it's like, I don't know. Maybe. See if He's a man of his word. Rich. Yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> I'd love to have him here. Like again, he's a, good, he's immense, a legend. Immense respect. Yeah. Um, and he was a great athlete himself. Yeah, incredible swimmer, and then turned ultra runner. Yeah, he's a he's a weapon. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I I heard you guys talk about that crowd when you went into Mm. bondi and bondi 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 yeah bondi yeah bondi beach bondi beach yeah yeah yeah
1: not bondi what's bondi (laughs) just made that up it's like my last name ned bondi Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) bondi beach okay nice nailed it um tens of thousands of people this Mm. huge crowd and you know it was funny because he mentioned as people run across america there's like you know three people there yeah their family family and that's about it but uh i mean it was just an incredible scene and i've seen that on your instagram page mm. i can't imagine what that felt like it reminded me a little bit of courtney winning utmb the yeah. crowds at UTMB. It wasn't that wild yeah and so that's what your We're whole goosebumps yeah, yeah. you're welcome at, to the finish line of, of your run across australia was um that must have felt uh at, can you put it into words how it felt? I still can't yet, but it was... Um,
1: yeah, mate, there was like this... I don't know, there was this... I got to about 40k out. We I had, still had 60k to run that day. Got to 40k out. I'm on my phone trying to find the street because I've never really travelled those roads yeah. on foot for sure. Right. Um, so I'm like watching, trying to read where I'm going, but probably every second car, and it was like peak hour, honking. And I was like, oh, fuck, Sydney's heard about this? <laughs> I didn't really know, like... So <laughs> I knew the enormity of like the amount of people on Instagram. I knew that. And then there was a heap of messages going, oh, I wish I could get there today. No real, like, I'm getting there today, right? Um, and then we get about 5K, so eight miles. No, <laughs> the other way, two, 3.6 miles, 2.1.
0: 3.1. 3.1. <laughs> um,
1: and I remember I looked up and there's like two helicopters. Hmm. I was like, oh, fuck they do they're hovering above us. And um, I was with my physio and girlfriend, Gemma, and I was just like, oh, shit, this is bigger than ben Hermate. Like, this is huge. Um, and I was like, well, I better get going. I'll see you guys at the end. So they drove off. And I, I remember heading up Bondi Road, Bondi Road, and every car was heading to Bondi. And I'm like, oh, wow. And then ran up through the junction and got to the top of the um, Bondo Road, which is about a three and a half K run down to the beach. Okay. And there were people just pulling their cars in driveways and just running just to get down there. And I was, it was fucking pandemonium. And so one street was shut. Um, this is like one of the busiest roads in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. One one lane was shut to um, police escort me down. Wow. Wow. Um, and I couldn't look because there was so many people just like filming me going, go Ned. This is like, this is 3K from that beach. Jeez. Yeah. And I I just like all these tears were coming into my eyes and I'm like, what is happening? And so I got down and there's like this big turn and as the big turn down into the beach. Why, why was there tears? Just this pride, just immense pride. Um, and because I had just, I just know there was so many people thinking there was no way I was going to do it. There was like this, like, because like, I remember there was a few days there where it looked pretty grim. Like, I wasn't probably
0: going to make it. So and then there this, was pride, and then also there was you, you did it. I mean, you, you overcame all that. Yeah, there was, that,
1: was like, that was probably what it was. Is just like,
0: you said you were going to do
1: it. You've done it. You're here. This is your time. I wish I could bottle that up. Like mm-hmm. I wish I could drink it every day, but that's why we do it again, right? Where were your mom and dad? They were down at the – so this is what – I saw the um, saw the beach down this little hill, right? Um, and there was just this wave. Like you don't see that on a summer's day in Bondi. Like, and that's – it's like the most fucking famous beach in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember seeing there was like the police cars had stopped stopped all the traffic coming on and um, there was so many people at the start of it. And I remember the tears just came back up and went, no, you've earned every single bit of this. Like, just, just enjoy it. This is like your moment. Um, Yeah, and just like I turned around, there's a wave running behind me and then I got to this point, it's probably halfway along the beach and it was very, very heavy, dense with people. Um, It's like a kilometre long. And, yeah, it just, this sound, it just started to elevate, elevate, elevate. And then was, you know where it gets to a point where it's just like something is so loud, it doesn't get any louder because it's mm-hmm. so loud that was what it was just like and i remember clocking faces and like people i knew and i'm just like oh my god um and so all i could really see in the van in front of me which was the videographer sam who was a there on the whole run brad the photographer who was there the whole run jam and my girlfriend and belly my physio who was there the whole run and they were in the back of this little um buggy driving backwards and they were like watching me just like we're here we're here and then Came around the corner and mum and dad were holding the banner um, for like the cross and I, the, I grabbed it and threw it up and hugged him. And then just like I was trying to take it in, but it, I just felt like a little puppy dog that's just been to the city. Yeah. had no Like I couldn't take it all in. And then, yeah, we just celebrated. I went up on the thing, did a shooey and sat inside the um, change rooms for half an hour, hmm. just like trying to, um, you know, conceptualize what's just happened. And then yeah, all these people dispersing and heading home and all these cars just randomly parked up in places that should not be parked and yeah, it was pretty special. What did your mom and dad say to you? Oh, I think there was just this relief. Like mum yeah. was Mum did not sleep. Um Dad was dad slept great. <laughs> dad was loving it. He's like, Fuck yeah. Um but yeah, it was just this. Like that night, and then the next day, just we just couldn't believe it was over because, yeah, for so long we had just been Groundhog Day, just get it done, mm-hmm. get it done, get it done. And like, I remember getting asked day 45 with um, by my dad's like best mate at the pub we were having dinner at. He goes, What are you gonna do when you get home? We go, I don't Fucking no, but <laughs> I'm worried about tomorrow morning Trying to get this done. Yeah, yeah, I've got yeah. 250k to go, like, just yeah, leave me be. It's
0: not over yet, no
1: nah. And um, yeah, so we just, yeah, it was pretty special dad went home straight straight away and then mum stayed in sydney for a bit and yeah we just hung out and unpacked all the vans and yeah it was pretty wild
0: did you have a lot of media then after that to do
1: yeah i've been i've been the that day i i just wanted to be i wanted yeah. to yeah just bathe in it mm-hmm. like i don't think many people will ever experience a feeling like that and so being able to just like try and word it and try and I was just reflecting so much and we'd laughing and crying and like the two weeks followed, I was a lot of tears and a lot of like emotion.
0: From Um, relief?
1: Yeah, relief but also just trauma. Like I was spitting at walls in my sleep. I was turning my watch off and I was like, this is in the middle of my sleep, screaming, waking up screaming um, because a road train's driving at me. Mm. um so it was a lot but yeah that that uh that next day was quite nice to be and then i had media um the day after a fair bit of media yeah yeah
0: i I don't circuit pushing your body to that level is yeah i I, there's only a few people could ever even know what that feels like because Mm. they've only a few people have ever done that Mm. so yeah i can't imagine when you mentioned trauma I mean, that makes sense mm. because I can't imagine what your brain and body and spirit and nervous system yeah. and everything went through. But I
1: was just like turning off. Like I was trying to push away these road trains in my head. Like I was trying, oh, they don't exist. But like every friggin' five minutes. Was that happening. the
0: worst part of it, do you think?
1: Um, I didn't realize I would have so much of an effect. So that's why I think it sucks so much. Mm. Um, I thought they would dissipate a bit, but they just got <laughs> more and more and more. Um,
0: and that's just for those you know listening that might not know because you know they're here in america but yeah. road trains is just trucks just and they're but they're what some four
1: three four um trailer trucks some yeah. are about 50 meters long um 150 ton in, in weight um yeah and
0: just a hundred and some tires you said yeah 118
1: wheels? tires on yeah. one of them um yeah they just like leave a, a wind draft that when you get hit you're just, like, here we fucking yeah. Um, and that was happening every five five to six minutes. Um, I think the hardest part was just the accumulation of all the fucking fuckery. Mm-hmm. Like there was just like challenge on top of a challenge on top of a challenge. And I think that was what was just the, you know, stuff that I couldn't control every day that was just affecting me so much.
0: Yeah. When you're coming into the finish line, did all those aches and pains of your body, gone. they were gone? Out the window. I, could, I was <laughs> running... Five minute miles, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy how that happens? You're out in the middle of nowhere, and all you do is feel pain. Mm. Then well, you I think adrenaline. Like,
1: I think that's got to be adrenaline, right? Has to be.
0: I think. I think my average heart rate
1: most days is like one twenty to one thirty at most. Uh, my my heart rate bondi beach was 167 really yeah, yeah. just amped just like yeah so you yeah. know
0: you're gonna hit the wall after that then yeah definitely because once your body is has redlined at that yeah, you know yeah. it's like oh what are you doing yeah, yeah. you made it freaking 120 all along and now you're mm-hmm. going to
1: 160
0: yeah how cool has it been to be you know i don't know how you look at it but one of the well-known today anyway one of the most well-known people in australia and then be able to rub elbows like with Israel Asanya, Volkanovsky. Mm. I mean, how does that feel? It's cool.
1: And I, I like a bit of it even with you, mate. Like I pinched myself a bit in that I, I almost knew it was going to happen. But every day I'm like, yeah, I, like I don't wig out. Well, I think a lot of people in those scenarios, they're like, they meet someone for the first time, they lose their mind. Like, you know, when you meet – like I'm sure – you know, if I startled across Miley Cyrus, I'd lose my mind, right? <laughs> but like these things, it's it's pretty cool. Like being known is a it has its perks. It's 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 cool, but it's also it can catch you off guard at times. Mm-hmm. Um, going to Woolies and going to the grocery store stop, no grocery market, whatever. <laughs> um, just like the mullet's pretty recognizable more than the front of my face is, um, but yeah, it's all good, and they're all it's all good intentions. Like people are only coming up to me because they were felt a part of it, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's cool. I've, I've, I've met some incredible people but I've also met um, the people I've met, not just the, the people who are known, right? Right. The people who've come out of the woodwork who've, you know, were saying get comfortable being uncomfortable in during labour and, like, mm-hmm. the people saying, you know, I've never run before, I'm now running, like, those people are just as incredible to me. Like, we're all just, we're all human.
0: Yeah yeah but to see a comment from style yeah it's pretty cool pr- pretty cool yeah he's the man i uh yeah i'm
1: fortunate enough to have quite a good connection with him now um went and met him in new zealand and interviewed him and hung out at his place and
0: you interviewed him
1: yeah with uh fox sports really yeah what how come uh just before the fight they were like they knew the connection with me and him oh and they so they like, let you do it yeah, they're like, we're gonna get more than twenty minutes with him if Ned comes over. Can you do it? So I was, was sitting in his, on his couch for four hours and four hours. Yeah, and we went, yeah, I, yeah, went spent the, the whole day. It
0: wasn't four hours though.
1: Nah, it was probably like two hours, and I just hung out. Two hours though. Yeah, I mean, they clipped a lot of it, but how? Well,
0: how did you prepare for that?
1: I just talked. Yeah, just asked him stuff I wanted to ask him. Like what? What was it? Um, honestly, it just it was just like conversation, like you and I. There yeah. was no, uh, it was just I don't know how much you've prepared, but. It's more. Um, it was just stuff I wanted to know, and then it flows. It's like meeting someone. Yeah. Um, and I've always like I've been interested in why, why him, why is he here? How do you get like this? And I, I love learning. Like I love knowing why, and I'm very inquisitive in that. And so yeah, I was just going with it. That's I cool. Yeah, I felt very comfortable, and he's a cool dude. Like, as I said, at the end of the day, we're all human. Mm-hmm. We're just known, I guess. And like, it's a, it's a weird thing. So many more people are known these days because of social media. Yeah, um, You know, the Britney effect, uh, you know, uh, music TV, I think that was pretty big, but now everyone's got yeah some voice, right? And that's I, that's I probably know. more bad than good. Right. Um, but yeah, there's more famous people now because we've got so much access to them. Yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, we're all just at the end of the day, I just see people as people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so pretty cool.
0: Is that, uh, is that why you went to Miami for the fight to watch him fight, or were you, did you already plan on being there?
1: No, he um, I his brother David. I was actually in the lift with him in his house, and um, I was talking a bit like this, just like like I said, I was all, like, this was always going to happen. This meeting, him, him and I.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I didn't know when, but it's pretty cool that it's happening now. And I, I like for me, I don't know, like obviously he didn't know that. Yeah. But I knew, and I reckon he'll know in, at some point that that was meant to happen. I've, I I am a deep thinker in a way. Um, and yeah, I was just like, and he just got goosebumps and he goes, We need you in that room. <laughs> really? Um, and he goes, I want your hand up there. And went, You know, round two. And I was like, Done. And Jeez. then literally, I fucking doubled, tripled down on on the round two <laughs> knockout. Did you bet on it? I did. Did got you a big bet? Yeah. Proud of it. Nice, thanks Izzy. You make some good money, good cash, mate. Yeah, Sweet. seventeen dollars. It was paying. I don't not much of a gambler, but uh, it definitely
0: definitely helped. Uh, he came through, bit didn't of, he? Bit of inside information. <laughs> came through, didn't? He? I yeah. mean, he's got he's got so much. I think a lot of people can learn from him in belief. You know, he believes in himself. Yeah, definitely. You know? I, I'm sure he has doubts like anybody, but he doesn't doesn't spend a lot of energy putting them out there that mm-hmm. I've seen. He manifests his dreams and his goals, and it happens. Yeah, he's
1: um, he's the king of it. He's very mystic, Mac Conor McGregor. He just like, and he, he just believes in himself so much. Mm-hmm. He's just like, but that 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 comes from years and years of what he's done, right? Of training. Yeah, this it, isn't. He, he doesn't wake up and go, "Fuck yeah, I'm I'm gonna win. I'm gonna be." There. It's like no, he's worked his ass off, and he knows his talent. He knows he's
0: trained it, and yeah, he's not he's
1: not dumb. He knew he was meant to win those three fights.
0: Cause, before right because you hear people all the time you know say oh I could do that yeah. and why would you why think yeah. you could do that because you haven't done anything so mm. it's like it's different from somebody who's a little bit delusional about what they could do yeah and people have been like no I put in the work yeah hold up he's got like 92 amateur wins yeah and kickboxing yeah, right? kickboxing. yeah so obviously and he works his ass off and I think his what was his video series leading up to the fight what was that called his channel on his youtube yeah on his youtube yeah easy camp or whatever yeah yeah. something but anyway you could see he was grinding the eyes
1: mate just like there's this
0: energy yeah very very cool he was grinding yeah i mean he's one of my favorites also incredible um i I was really i like the the allure of uh alex a little bit it's like he's Mm. got some weird thing about him and he looks kind of scary and he shoots a bow and all that yeah that's cool but um and I was like nervous because of Hands of Stone, mm. but I wanted Stylebender, and I was so pumped when he made We were jumping just, around here out where
1: from where we were sitting in the crowd. Yeah, I remember like Pereira looked like he was throwing it on, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, from the from the TV, it probably looked a bit different, but no, I it like, looked
0: like it looked like Izzy was in trouble because you couldn't. Run, tell. Yeah. and it happened a few
1: up. times before that he was holding, holding. Yeah, and I remember like I, um, MVP slapped me. And then another one of the boys is like, oh. And then we're like, what? And then all of a sudden Perez on the floor. And we just like – because all the boys that were training with him like literally came over for eight weeks to City Kickboxing to get punched in the face by him. Yeah. Um, and it was – they – made two of them passed out from screaming. It was just like they were so happy. Like it was I such bet. a vibe, yeah. It was um yeah, fucking incredible to be in that room.
0: I bet. Yeah. yeah. I mean Miami was uh – star-studded event for sure definitely i mean but you said people recognize you from the mullet doesn't everybody in australia have a mullet it seems like um yeah like i mean percent of the people
1: yeah kind of but not not all bleached and blonde oh is that bleach? yeah it's
0: bleached so what color would it be normally just brown brown oh, on the top yeah
1: yeah like light brown okay that would be pretty standard a light brown mullet <laughs> in australia is pretty pretty standard yeah, yeah.
0: so you bleach it out make you stand out i think
1: um yeah, eastern suburbs. Like, uh, yeah, it's pretty. Rec- like, I do get um, it a lot. I got it. I very rarely get it here, which is nice. It's a nice little, uh, little break.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. It's been so much fun hanging out. So, so, what do you think of the lift run, shoot experience,
1: mate? I've loved it. I, um, I've been amped since um, we said we're gonna do it, and I, uh, yeah, I've been. I, I mean, I've got in the gym at my house to make sure I don't get put on the bitch on the on the bench press, but. Um, <laughs> No, it's been good. I loved it, and I knew I knew as soon as I said let's let's do an early oh, early morning, late night, you'd be on. So it was so fun. Uh,
0: it was great. I, the only uh, wish is we could do it for longer. We were running good. I mean, had a pretty good pace going. I can't, you know, I know you put the you got your Strava thing going mm-hmm. on. It seemed like pretty good effort, especially yeah. with that climb and with you carrying the rock back up to the top.
1: Yeah, I uh, I'm not gonna lie. When you I I didn't realize the hill was so large um i went Which up one? my quads the one with the rock oh uh pisca pisca yeah yeah um i mean yeah quads calves were cramping from about the first hundred <laughs> meters but i sacked it up got
0: up there mate god you got up so fast 38 38 record to beat. crushed kip fuck yeah sorry kip proud moment hey we got these young bucks here trying to knock us off and you yeah, did yeah. You did. So, um, where to next? I mean, where are you heading now?
1: Uh, I head home now. I head to LA and then um, head home Saturday.
0: I did. Oh, I was thinking about this too. So, with all your media, what's been the most memorable podcast experience you've had? Was it Rich Roll coming down because he's such a big podcaster? Or, I Probably mean, how the many run, live shoot, mate. <laughs> how many? Well, how many have you done? it has been fun. Um I've done a few. I I, I had a lot of
1: offers. Right. Um I don't want to sound um You didn't want to, here. You didn't tur- you turned some down. I turned a person. lot down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In that like reach wise, I, I I wanted to give back to the ones that helped me before. Mm-hmm. And so I did those and um a few around Australia and then um yeah, I just you know, if I do a post, it's going to probably have more reach mm-hmm. than a few. So I'm like, I don't need to be doing it. It's very draining. It's like doing a yeah. keynote, right? You, I know. You get up and you got to be energetic and you got to speak from the heart and you got Like it's just. Um, it's a lot. So I've had, yeah, Rich was unbelievable. Um, just the way he can speak to anyone, like my IQ is pretty low (laughs) and he speaks to, you know, incredible neuroscientists and. Well, wait till he meets me if he thinks your IQ is low. (laughs) Bam mate, you go, you go better than I do. Um, and yeah, so he was great. And I've, I've, some awesome Aussie ones I've done Mm. and, um, yeah, I've done, yeah. So you two are the first kind of international, Mm. um, but yeah, I've done some nice big ones over there, um, in Oz, so yeah it's been fun but yeah rich is probably up there with with the top top
0: one it was was he there on vacation or what was he yeah he does a
1: sabbatical once uh a month every year oh in january and he doesn't podcast but he's like i've got to do it let's fucking do it so we went to this place in byron and i I drove eight hours up there and and did the podcast with him awesome yeah it's so good it's um yeah it's been great all these experiences like mate i just i'm loving it each day you never know what's going to come and i'm just embracing all opportunities. It's very, very cool.
0: I, You know, and I feel, you know, this is a grind. Like doing what we did today Mm. and then – so being physically pushed is one thing, but then capping it off. You know, to me, podcasting is – I mean (sighs) –
1: it's, it's not easy. No,
0: it's not definitely easy not. to keep a conversation going. Yeah, and good questions and listen. And Absolutely. Then, and it's like, so a whole day with both ends <laughs> with of that. frying kind of our brains a
1: bit. Whew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you've uh, done well, mate.
0: I'm uh, I'm oh. pleasantly impressed. <laughs> no, but I was uh, curious too. So, who, who would you like to train with if you could? I mean, if you had, like, there's people that you follow who you look up to or who you were inspired by. Who's on your list of training?
1: I'd love to do like a, a day with Goggins, just yeah. To like, yeah, just not even like not a one up, but just like a, just to see actually how psycho he is. Yeah, and I I want to be like at the top of my
0: fitness, and like we go it. That yeah. would be fun. I mean, he likes to be at the top of his too. Oh yeah. So it's a yeah. Makes I sure. mean
1: next year. So like as I was saying earlier, I like my year off after the event is usually a bit of a recovery. Yeah. Like you know ran 60k today but I I haven't run 60k since my final day of the run <laughs> um like I think like if you look at my Strava I think I've run 5k a week up until now <laughs> yeah so it was good to get that out but um yeah my fitness I won't be good each year but like I'd love to see him next year yeah and do a do a bit of a day but yeah that would be sick I'd love he,
0: that he'd probably like that too he loves challenge yeah. as you know yeah as you know um so Goggins would be number one you think Goggins Goggins one um who else? Ross Edgley. Yeah, I know
1: him. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know him, like. but I, I follow
0: him. Yeah, yeah He yeah. seems like a beast.
1: Yeah, he does. Um, I don't know. I'd love to train with... So my mate Tommy, he's um, been in Canada for a year. Um, I haven't seen him for while. I'd love to train with him. So mm. I'm going to see him soon, hopefully. He's, train with him.
0: He sounds tough also. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'd love you to meet him. He's a good man.
0: And you're going to... Do you see yourself doing 100 mile... Because I was thinking about Courtney. She's so good at these long run that she's so fun to train with but mm. that had me thinking do you plan on doing 102 mile you know you know overnight type races definitely i reckon i reckon i'll definitely do it the thing is like there's so much life to live
1: mate there's so many days to do cool shit and when yeah. i'm fucking fit and healthy again i'm gonna be you know like a, a one day thing or two day thing doesn't uh cook you as much as a right 47 day thing exactly um your adrenal system recovers in a week right um so yeah i'm pumped i'm amped i'm, I'm gonna do a few i'm to do a few in australia and then hopefully get picked in um, um
0: like western
1: yeah that'd be great and mm-hmm. potentially utmb one day um but yeah but like i've never really had the the urgency to compete as i said it's always been about wanting to do this for things other than just about getting a a number or a a time or it's actually been about stuff more than that um nothing against i love
0: it i love that it's just for me that's what it is bigger yeah bigger than just a race
1: yeah um but yeah i'm pumped i i I would love to and and you know hopefully one day i can rock
0: up fit as a fiddle and you know put the put it put the sword to a few people (laughs) up the front well i i think it's pretty incredible too how you know because i'm not you know, I'm not winning hundred mile races, mm. but I have you know a shoe with my name on it. Yeah. You don't technically compete, mm. but you have a, a great endorsement deal with Puma. Mm. I mean, isn't that? How do you look at that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's for me. Yeah, we're we're kind of negotiating with Puma at the moment. Um, but oh. <laughs> but yes, we are. Where I think it's relatability. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, a lot of people go well that whole idea of well i couldn't run a hundred mile at this pace i you know i just don't watch it as much i think people who like i'm just your everyday dude that two years ago was twisting cable and pulling you know doing things Mm -hmm. on on job sites um i think and, and and as you said i'm vulnerable and i tell people how i'm feeling when i'm happy i'm happy when i'm sad i'm sad i'm telling people I think that's relatable to people and they want more of that. And I think that's probably why there's been this in the same as you, you are who you are, you do what you do. And after today, that's fucking clear as day. Um, And that's why people, that's why you've got a shoe. That's why so many people have got, have got your book in their house. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's just, I think it's that relatability to be honest. I think it's like people going, fuck, they're just normal dudes getting after it.
0: Yeah. And that, that excites them. It can be hard to relate to some freak athlete, you know, that's, yeah. just, that's in your – you watch them run and you're like, well, I could never do that. I'm never so – That's
1: that idea. Is like, oh, I said, couldn't
0: do that. Fuck it. I could never run it. But there's truth to that. I could never run a two, 205 yeah, marathon. of course. So people – I love watching them run. Yeah, like Kipchoge. Incredible. Yeah. I love watching them run and I'm addicted to it during that race, but it's like it. it it's yeah, hard. Yeah,
1: are you going to – I mean, you're going to buy Kipchoge's shoe, but um, like is there – yeah, you know, very few are there of like that caliber, right?
0: Yeah, but people, normal people doing things above the norm gives others hope. Definitely. And so that, I think that's, that's mm-hmm. the point you're making and I agree with. Reaching for more than what you would assume they, they yeah. can. Yeah, and that, that's been my whole thing. That's the whole premise to the book is like, you just keep showing up, mm-hmm. keep putting in work, good yep. shit happens. Definitely. It doesn't matter if you're gifted or the most talented or the, the smartest or the, you know, most well connected just keep showing up, yeah, the game's not how how quick you can get there, it's how long you can hold on, yeah,
1: it's showing up and showing up and showing
0: up, yeah, yeah, and I guess that that same type of attitude brought us together, and we've definitely had, had a great day today, yeah, um I don't know ned it it means a lot to me that you're sitting here at this table, um, we've been talking about it for a while. Uh, I love the, seeing your success and seeing your impact on others. And it's so impressive to me being, you know, I, I know you hear it all the time and probably, I don't know how you feel about it, but you know, saying, oh, you've done so much at such a young age. And I know that probably is like, you know, whatever, mm. but it is, it, it means a lot because there's a lot of kids or young men your age that are still trying to find their way. Yeah. And then he, here you are raising Two point six million dollars in impacting millions, mm. and it's like it's it's noteworthy. It's not normal. It's not typical. It's incredible, and you know, is you should be celebrated or at least acknowledged. And I'm, you know, it it's an honor to have you sitting here. Thank you, mate. That's uh, that's so nice. I appreciate that so much. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I, I end these shows with giving somebody a brand new bow. And I and I give these bows to outliers. And given what I just said, obviously you are one. Thank you. And you shot this thing so well today. I cannot wait to see you. I, I think you want to hunt at some point. Hundred percent. Right. I'm I'm stinging now. Yeah. Today um today lit a fire in my belly. Oh. It's
1: um and it's got all the keep hammering. It's so cool.
0: Yeah. This is I mean top of the line. It's a you know Hoyt keep hammer Cameron Hanes keep hammering bow. But you know a bow is just a bow. You shoot it, you know, w- very accurate. You seem very comfortable with it even after just one day. And I- I'm impressed. I can't wait to see you out there hunting. I'll send you my first kill That Yeah, <laughs> hunting because growing up on a farm like you did, you understand life and death and how it works and, and what it takes to survive life begets life. Mm. And uh, that's just how it works. So it's like, I think... You know you're tailor-made to be a hunter thank you. And, and an archer, and uh, I can't wait to see your success. And thank you for coming. Thank you, mate. I um, yeah, I just want to say thank you for letting me into your life.
1: It's an incredible uh, the life you got going on here. It's um I'm I feel very privileged to be a part of it. So I appreciate that a lot. Thank you.
0: Thank you for coming to bumfuck Oregon. Let's go. <laughs> How good. Well, travel safe heading home. Thank you. It's been an honor. Like I said. Keep hammering. Good about brother. Keep hammering. All right. Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops is a sponsor of the podcast. And that's especially powerful for me because I remember when Cabela's came to town, came to Springfield, Oregon. And I actually played a role in the opening of that store. Instead of cutting the grand opening ribbon with scissors, I shot it with an arrow. And it was just a monumental thing. I mean, everybody here in town was talking about, hey, are you going to go to Cabela's? Can you believe Cabela's is coming here to Springfield, Oregon? So I know what a staple those giants in the industry are. And it's actually, it's one of the first places people go when they're looking to get geared up to, be, to become a hunter is they go to Cabela's and buy everything they need. So I'm very excited that we've partnered together and we can help open up those outdoor and hunting opportunities to listeners of this podcast. Hoyt Archery has been my bow hunting sponsor since 2005 and personally I really don't care what bow you shoot what brand it is I just hope that you have the same level of confidence in your equipment as I have in mine because I know if I get one opportunity with my Hoyt it's going to pay off